What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is Mike Evans, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Ladies and gentlemen, Roster Watch Nation, welcome back to the Epic Roster Watch Podcast, brought to you by RosterWatch.com. My name is Alex Dunlap, here, of course, with the Trash Man. If you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, please give us a uh, five-star review and a rating over there. If you're on uh, YouTube, if you could click the thumbs up button, leave a comment, all the rest of it. Trash Man, can you believe it? Podcast number 500 today. Really? Yep. Do you think we've done more podcasts or radio shows? Because I looked back, I'm like, man, we've only done 500 podcasts. And then I realized, though, we didn't start doing podcasts until like 2017. Yeah. Whereas we started doing the serious, or I guess we didn't start on SiriusXM. For people who you know, might know us from there, we actually started by having to like break into a local ESPN radio station because they wouldn't give us suitable key cards there to, to broadcast out of that one got syndicated down from Austin to down to the San Antonio area, then up north towards Waco on the I-35 corridor, and then got picked up by Sirius after what? Was that two years of doing that before they finally booted us? Trash I man? Two from- years. I think st- I think we've still probably done more podcasts. If you're just thinking about the number of shows. Well, I guess maybe we did. We, we were because doing we, two shows. We used to do two shows a week right? year round from like 2012 to probably about the time we started doing the podcast. Was it year round? Oh, yeah. You don't remember when Byron said, man, we can't keep doing this year round with the show anymore. Don't you remember? So. Like, we, it was year round. We did the shows from the, like, we would do all the shows leading up to the Senior Bowl, all the shows leading up to the Combine. There would be two a week, one on Saturday, one on Sunday. I, I think we might have done more shows on Sirius than we've done podcasts. That's possible. When, when I was thinking about it anyway. But, you know, for those who've been around, I'm, I'll bet you there have been some people here who've been with us through the whole time we've been doing the pod. So thanks to everybody who's. who's Maybe Minion Hunter. Minion Hunter for sure. Yeah. So, man, thanks to all the OGs. We certainly couldn't do any of it without our pro members over at Roster Watch. And, and we thank you guys. But I, 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 thought, I thought that was cool, man. Episode 500 today. And we have some, uh, some, a good topic that I told, I, I, I told Trashman earlier, like, I can't think of a topic. <laughs> like, do you got anything? And so we, I, I think it's a pretty good one. Players will take the biggest step uh, forward or backward in 2023 for fantasy. So I have a list of guys that I kind of came up with. Um, also, just some news just from out of OTAs I just wanted to start with. Trashman, have you been on Twitter today and you've seen the big fantasy news? I have not. I'm not. <laughs> you can't afford Twitter. I'll be honest, I, I'm, I'm never on Twitter. <laughs> All right. So um, so it used to be a joke that you, that you couldn't afford Twitter, but now you kind of you probably kind of can. It's like eight bucks a month or whatever. It, 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 it's eight bucks a month to, to, to get all the features. Um, so, J- Javante Williams 
is back at practice with the Broncos today. Limited, but he did take the first handoff in OTAs during a um, during a light contact period. Dude, I mean, he is limited, but he's back. He's practicing. He's practicing in a limited capacity. When we compare that to sort of the narrative that I had sort of spun up in my head, that this is a multiple ligament tear thing. It happened about like – you know, on the same timeline as a J.K. Dobbins, we we had the had the intel from our good friend, pro football doc, Dr. David Chow over at Sports Injury Central that, you know, he's basically saying he's not going to be himself until halfway through this season, week eight. Um, he's 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 always a little bit conservative in his estimations. Oh, pro football doc, man, seen a lot, man. Those eyes have seen a lot, you know, 17 years on 17 years on the sidelines for the for the San, for the then San Diego Chargers. Um yeah, and he he's he's always very concerned because he's a doctor, right? <laughs> he's a doctor. He's always very concerned. But I just thought, man, like if he's back practicing in OTAs when they don't really even need him. I mean, they're they're holding guys out of OTAs that they don't even need to be holding back. So, I think that just when you hear about stuff like you and I talked the other day about how like say John Mechie, right? Um, he started the process for with the Texans this year. Everybody was so happy with him getting over the um, what was that leukemia or something he had, some kind of rare form of yeah lymphoma. I I I don't know. God bless him. Whatever it was, I think it was some kind of leukemia. But he ended up coming back the 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 second year wide receiver for the Texans. And you mentioned to me yesterday that or Tuesday that he had a hamstring. Well, I, I so after the show, I hadn't heard about that, so I wouldn't read up about it. They they're saying that that's nothing. They're saying he's like he's he's gonna be fine. They're just like why why risk him right now after, after all this? We're just gonna hold him out of the rest of OTAs. To me, that Javante Williams is just there practicing in a limited capacity, and the coaches aren't saying like, screw it, man. Like after all this, we're not gonna we're not gonna like why put him out there limited? I I, I think that that's probably good. Well, I think yeah, that this well, is good. And it's not good for the show because one of my guys who I was going to have be one, have one of the biggest steps up was going to be Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, maybe not, dude. Maybe not. You scratch him off your list. But all right, so instead of that, we'll get into that. But instead of that, we'll just spend the time here talking about this. I, th- I think this is a relatively substantial development. To me, it goes to show that if he's limited right now, he's probably not going to start the season on physically unable to perform, right? Unless he in, unless he has a setback. Yeah. So if that's the case, he needs to come up from where he's currently being taken. His ADP right now, I mean, I've seen him go in the eighth round of some of these drafts, seventh round, eighth round and stuff. He's going around the same time as guys like Isaiah Pacheco, um, you know, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, who's – you know, very respective situations are still very much up in the air, are going ahead of Javante Williams, James Conner, who's play is going to play on a really, really shitty team. And who knows, like not a picture of health is going ahead of him. Cam Akers, who, I mean, I think he could probably have a, you know, a good role in a good season considering, you know, I probably see Zach Evans as his biggest competition right now um, is going ahead of him. Rashad White, I mean, should Javante Williams now be going ahead of all those guys, almost sort of in his own tier before you get to the J.K. Dobbins, Damian Pierce, Kenneth Walker? Or I mean, should he be there with like maybe a Ken Walker? Ken, I mean, Ken, I, would Ken Walker. I think I think Rashad White is probably. I, I don't know if I would go above Rashad White right would now. Would you go above James Conner and, and Cam Akers? Cam Akers, yes. 
Yeah, man, I think so too. I don't think he belongs in this kind of. I mean, Javante Williams is down here with guys like James Cook and stuff. Yeah, it's just like I don't think that that's I don't think that that's right. So um, the best ball cheat sheet has been updated to version three point on the site. I sent that in yesterday. Our webmaster is not going to like it, but he's going to get a three point one here once I get to my kids' jujitsu studio and can run a couple of. Um, Run a couple tests just with making that one quick change with Javante to make sure it doesn't throw up throw off anything with the um, with the uh, position allocations as 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 it would be. So uh, that's the news on him. There's also some news from the Giants, and there, dude, there's been a just a ton of tweets coming out of the Giants camp that Daniel Jones is just hooking up, just hooking up like crazy dude he's uh he's he dude he's hooking up like bill dance out on lake fork in the middle of the summertime with uh <laughs> with with darren waller um our friend our friend emory hunt says look man it's just may but darren waller's the number one wide he's the number one receiver for this team that doesn't um, surprise me th- there was uh there was just th- there were videos of it there were people saying, wow, like that's the connection. This is what they've been missing. Long time Giants beat reporters saying that, you know, this is different. So I thought that was interesting as well. As things stand right now, I mean, I thought we were relatively high on Darren Waller. I mean, basically having him as what the tight end seven, sort of behind the, sort of behind the, I guess I'm not really sure you can call it a big six, but everybody knows who the top guys are Kelsey Andrews. And then you got, you know, however you split up Hawkinson, Kittle, Goddard, Kyle Pitts. I mean, does Darren Waller, I mean, I don't want to get 100% Darren Waller based on this news, but. Why not put him above Kyle Pitts? Well, that was kind of what I was, I was kind of, kind of thinking that we could, kind of thinking we could do that. I think that Kyle Pitts right now has a higher ADP than Goddard, though. And so we wouldn't want to do that. What is that based upon? Just to break ADP, let me make sure that that's let me make sure that that's right. Um, so let's see. I'll just go to underdog and go to the ranking section here, tight end. So Goddard is, uh, yeah, D- Dallas Goddard's going at sixty-eight overall. Kyle Pitts is going at sixty-three point five overall. So they're tight end five and tight end six. Waller is tight end seven, but he's going a whole round later than all these guys. Um, going at uh, ADP of 80. We currently have Darren Waller priced in to where we would be taking him if we could get him at right at ADP, basically at 78. No, 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 I'm sorry. As 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 early as set, because you have a choice between Waller, Richardson, and Jahan Dotson in this particular. He needs to be above that, right? Which What Richardson? Richard, An- Anthony, Anthony Richardson? Yeah. I think he needs to be – I'd like a choice between Darren Waller and maybe one spot up with Brandon Cooks and David Montgomery. That's fair. You know, because I think that that way we would get him. I think we'll, we'll get a little bit more ahead of ADP right now because these reports are going to do something here. Um, might as well stay ahead of it. So that's another one I'll make a note of. So we have the Javante stuff I'll make a change to and before testing. And yeah, I mean, I'm not on, I'll be honest. I'm not excited about Pitts. I'm not – I mean, Goddard. I'm we're not, not going to get pits. We're not going to get pits based on where where his ADP is right now. I mean, we haven't priced in at about the same. I mean, we're basically right now we are five spots low on pits, and I've not and and I've not gotten him in a single simulation. Or That's a single fine draft. with me. 
Um, okay, and then just the other thing. Speaking of David Montgomery, I Tim Twentyman. I just saw this right as we, right as we came on. So I don't have any, you know, more news than this. As you're listening to this podcast, there might be more news, but he got hurt today. So that'll be something to kind of keep an eye on as well. Um, they said him and some, oh God, I forgot who it was, some, some, line, some linebacker that's, that I believe was a reserve um, left the field today. I believe he said Montgomery walked off, so that's good. But that's just something we need to keep an eye on and we need to monitor clearly. David Montgomery was going to be a guy who we thought could be a key piece there in Detroit on an offense that we really loved as far as that touchdown volume that we kind of saw coming last year with Jamal Williams and made sure that our users had a lot of him on the standard cheat sheets at least. Um, David Montgomery, I was thinking, might kind of come into that same sort of role. And so we'll just keep an eye on that thing. All right. Players poised to take steps forward and step back. You want to start? You want, do you want, you want me to go to forward or back first? Well, I have it listed as – I don't know. I'm a positive guy, so I don't know why I did it like this. But I, I started with the guys who, who are going to take a step back. So did I. Okay. So let's talk about the guys who are going to take a step back. I'll go first. My first one is the non-Calvin Ridley Jacksonville Jaguars wide receivers. I just I don't I don't see any way that, that that they don't. I think that the obvious point to be made is for DJ Chark taking a step back. Not only is he hurt right now and he's not practicing, but Calvin Ridley has looked really really awesome. Right, like they're you getting said DJ report. Chark. I'm sorry, not what did I say? DJ Chark. What did yeah. I mean? Zay Jones. Um. I think that Zay, but Zay, Zay, Zay Jones is, is practicing. I don't know why I got Zay Jones and DJ Chark mixed up in my head. <laughs> I don't know, one, one likes to wear pants, one doesn't. <laughs> Zay, Zay Jones, I think, is the, obvious, uh, is the obvious one to say, look, he plays outside. Calvin Ridley's going to play outside. He's going to obviously hurt him, right? Um. With Christian Kirk, you could say, well, if he gets moved into the slot, does that mean that he's more useful? Because, I mean, he's, he's a really good player out of the slot, right? He's, he's good out of the slot. I think I was just looking up before we came on. So Christian Kirk played, got 77% of his targets last year out of the slot. But here's the thing, Trashman, if you look at it, his the only thing that he was – uh, his his yards after catch per reception uh, out of the slot, his yards per route run, his a dot, everything was everything was 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 worse than if you look up what he did um, versus at least versus versus man coverage, right? And so if you look at the receiving grades uh, versus the um, for the for the receiving concept over here on um, Pro Football Focus. Generally, in, in the slot, you're going to get a lot more zone, 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 zone coverages, right? A lot more man outside. Mm-hmm. And versus man, he had better, like he had better everything, a better yards per route run. Like I said, better yards after catch per reception. Um, just a, a more efficient player outside. So I'm not sure if moving inside full time is something that's going to help Christian Kirk. So if that's the counter argument versus look, this guy's going to be coming in and Calvin Ridley, who's actually been a super like I, when I did the Boston monsters tool, I couldn't believe Calvin really hadn't played in a while, but I mean, if you just look at the last two, you know, two ish seasons that he did play, I mean, if you, in, in, in PPR leagues, trash man, Calvin Ridley, the only guys 
who had monster games more often, monster games, PPR monsters of over 25 points, more than Calvin Ridley, have been Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams, Justin Jefferson, and Tyreek Hill. He's been, big, he's been better than Jamar Chase. He's been better than Tyler Lock. He's been better than Mike Evans. He only busts in PPR 10% of the time. If you look at um, if you look at that compared to everybody else, the only three that have busted less less than ten percent of the time in PPR are Cooper Cup, who has a zero percent bust rate, which is just amazing to me. Um, Keenan Allen with a seven point four one percent bust rate in PPR, he's always been just a PPR, you know, very 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 little upside. He only gets you a monster. Keenan Allen does three point seven percent of the time, right? But he yeah. but he but he just never busts for you either. And then Jamar Chase has only busted at less than 10 fantasy points per game in PPR, 8.33% of the time. Other than that, it's Calvin Ridley's at 10% of the time. Guys behind him are Tyreek Hill, Chris Godwin, Justin Jefferson, DeAndre Hopkins. Do they, factor in, do they factor in like whether these guys are actually on the field or not? Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I make this tool by, by hand. And so it's like I don't count the games. Like if it's a game where a guy, where a guy gets hurt or something like that, I don't count it. Um, just the games that they played, and this counts postseason. So it's like, I mean, Calvin Ridley, you forget, man, he's been a baller. He's been a G. He's, he's been good. I'm getting a lot of him in a, in a lot of these drafts, and I feel like the um, non-Ridley Jacksonville wide receivers, not DJ Chark, but Zay Jones and, um, and Christian Kirk. So are, are, you, are you getting value on him? What is he right now? I think he's wide receiver 18. So you're getting Ridley. Um, he goes. He's going. He's yeah. He's going a little higher now. So he, he's up to wide receiver 16 now. That's starting to get a little high, man. He's yeah. got a 33.4 ADP, but I think that that's because people are just starting to realize it. Regardless, he's going to take a step forward, and it doesn't feel like I'm having to take Calvin Ridley as, at, with my number. You know, whenever we're getting him, and we're, and we're getting him a good bit, it's usually with, with our fourth round pick. Okay. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Who do you got that'll be taking a step back? Well, Tyler Algier was a big one for me. Well, that's obvious. <laughs> Tell the people why. I mean, Bijan Robinson is the can-do will do running back there in Atlanta now. So Tyler Algier, although he had a really good rookie season, considering, you know, he didn't really come on until maybe halfway through the season. But he had a really good rookie season. We had the best one for yardage-wise that the Falcons ever had. Yeah, yeah, in Falcons history. thousand yards. He had – 1,035 yards, only on the ground, uh, only four touchdowns on the season. And that was, you know, just kind of indicative of, a, of the whole Falcons offense really last season. But I see him taking a big step back yardage-wise this season with Bijan Robinson. As, you think he'll even get half what he got? Uh, maybe he'll get four touchdowns on the season. Um, but as far as yardage, I – I would be surprised if he gets over 600 yards. All right. Mine's another mine's my, my, mine's about as obvious as yours, trash man. Mine's about as obvious as yours. 
Jamal Williams is taking a step back. He was one of my guys too. Okay, yeah, because like, I, I mean, and, and this is a very simple one. He's 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 not he's not going to rush for seventeen. He's not going to rush for seventeen touchdowns. Jam, J, Jamal Williams has been in the league since twenty seventeen. I can remember, I can remember his Senior Bowl very fondly. I've always Such liked nice Jamal kid. Williams. He's a great, great, great guy. He's never been a big time touchdown scorer. It's like. Just look at, I mean, 20, so he's at four, seven, eight, ten. So from 2017 to 2021, one, two, three, four, five seasons, he had 13 total. He had four more touchdowns than he'd had the rest of his entire career combined last season. That was just something where he just walked into a magic. I mean, he walked into a magic fairy dust machine and like, no, like it was like it was the perfect everything. Like that's never. Every environmental force is never going to come together and have that happen for him ever again. The office isn't going to be the same. He's not going to be indoors. It's not going to be fast paced. They're not going to have a. They're not going to have a shitty defense. You know, they're not going to have a quarterback that won't dare run at the goal line. You know, it's just there's. I mean, now that we know the way the Lions felt about DeAndre Swift, it's like. I, I would think that a healthy Alvin Kamara, even though he's getting older and not as good, and then Kendra Miller, who's just a G, that's tougher competition than he had with just DeAndre Swift and Craig Reynolds. So um, Jamal Williams for me. If that's one that you stole, I can just move on to the next one. I only have one other guy that's going to take a step back. Do you, have, do you have more than one other? Yeah. All right, well, do you want to do one of yours? Sure. One of mine, Devin Singletary. How over much of a step back can this dude take? It's not like he's, I mean. He's, well, he, he had over 1,000 all-purpose yards last season in six yeah. touchdowns. Okay. And as the, you know, now backup in Houston behind Damian Pierce, I don't see him. How he had what? He had over 800 yards rushing. So Devin Singletary last season. year. That, yeah. That's a, that's a little bit surprising to me. Also, fifty-two targets, which is you know not not terrible. Uh, Eight hundred nineteen yards rushing, five touchdowns, thirty-eight receptions for two eighty, and one extra touchdown. He's not going to get that this year. No. Yeah, he won't get that this year. I wonder if it's going to. God, golly, he sure wasn't that. I mean, wasn't that efficient as a receiver? Look at Damian Pierce, man. He caught thirty of thirty-nine balls last season. It could it, it could hurt Damian Pierce a little bit with his target share if they if they want to use Devin Singletary in that way, but I think he'll take a step back too. The team's just not as good. Yeah, they're not going to use him at the goal line, so it's not like you can say, "Well, he doesn't have Josh Allen to deal with at the goal line now." He's now got Damian Pierce to deal with at the goal line, who's a pit bull. So I get that. I mean, maybe maybe C.J. Stroud takes some of those too. Yeah. Um. Uh, really. I don't think I'm not sure. I you, you see CJ Stroud. I mean, I think that he might run a little bit more than we think, but he doesn't. I, mean, I think you might see some QB sneaks in there on the goal line for sure. Um, here's mine, and I know it's like it's weird to say because it goes against what I really want to think. Because here's a guy who I love. I think is a future Hall of Famer. I've loved him since he was a rookie back in 2014, but it's time for Mike Evans to take a step back. I think I, I just, I don't, I don't think he can keep doing this. Um, it, if you, 
I just I can you believe that Mike listen to Mike Evans receiving totals dating back to 2014 1051 1206 1321 1001 1524 1157 1006 1035 1124 that's all he does is go for a thousand damn yards trash man yeah and some of these seasons he misses like some of these seasons he misses games you know and and he missed what uh he i guess in the last three years he's only really missed looks like he's only missed one game but uh some of these years it's uh Prior to that, he didn't get through. He only got through out of the one, two, three, four, five, six, seven seasons. Or one, two, three, four, five, six seasons. He only got through two of them completely unscathed. So injuries haven't been that big a deal, but he is going to be 30 this year. And if you just look at peak individual seasons since the turn of the century for fantasy wide receivers, 80% of those come between ages 23 and 30. So, and most of them you kind of come between 25 and 29. So he's, he's out of there. And I mean, he's just going to, this quarterback play is going to be awful. He's going to get Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask or something. I like, and the thing I, is though with Mike Evans though, I mean, like, and I was thinking about, you know, he's net up until Tom, up until Tom Brady, he never had a great quarterback. Yeah. Well, he, he just needs somebody who's, who's wanting to throw it up to him. I just don't know if Baker Mayfield's willing to throw it up to him. He he wasn't really he wasn't really good at getting the ball to Odell Beckham. You know what I mean? Like I just I don't really know. I don't really know. Um, I just think it's probably. I feel like there's a lot. There's a confluence of factors. Kind of the good confluence of factors last year for Jamal Williams. I feel like there's a sort of a negative confluence of factors here for our boy Mike Evans, who on top of all this is is a Super Bowl champion. I mean, he's a he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, isn't he? For sure. He's the only guy. What is it? Is this nine? His first nine seasons in the league he goes for a thousand total yard. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine seasons for a thousand total yard. Just right out of the shoot the whole time. Yeah, unbelievable, incredible. unbelievable man from from Galveston Ball right there in the armpit of Texas, where Trash Man's from. We used to play those guys. I'm sure, man. Say, dude, it's it ain't easy playing out there in that <laughs> out, out there in those streets, in dog. This, like in the yeah. swamp. Yeah, man, you 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 swamp kids are some are some tough dudes. Um, so that's that's all I have as far as guys who are going to be taking a step back. Do you have any others before we go to this taking a step forward? I do. I have a couple. One being Deontay Johnson. Um, you think Allen Robinson hurts him? I think Allen Robinson hurts him. I think George Pickens continues to elevate himself in that offense. I mean, really, Deontay Johnson, um, now that George Pickens is kind of the field stretcher, Deontay Johnson, I felt, was kind of more like the chain mover there last season. And I feel like that's kind of Allen Robinson's role generally in the offense. I felt like Deontay Johnson already had a tenuous kind of hold on the lead receiver role there in Pittsburgh. And I I think he just loses it this season. We're not getting any Deontay Johnson or any George Pickens. In early redraft stuff, it's just, it's a, it's a, it's a hard deal. I mean, I'm getting more Najee Harris than those guys. I love what they've done with, I love what they've done with the offensive line. I love what, or at least the the one big addition to the offensive line. And then also, uh, I think that it's, um, I think getting, uh, getting Washington from um, from Georgia. I think that's a big deal on the edge line of scrimmage, as, as we've talked about, as far as helping him on, on those outside zone concepts. So. I'm with you there. 
Any others that are going to take a step? The last back? guy was for me was going to be Cam Akers. I feel like Zach Evans takes his job. I feel like the Rams didn't really want to give Cam Akers the starting role there last season down the stretch. Um, he kind what of have just, you seen out of Zach Evans that makes you think he's just coming to take a job? I mean, we're just going on high school stuff here. Like it's been a long time since Zach Evans has looked really good. I think he's got it in him, but I mean, I just I don't think he's going to just jump in, jump jump in there and take a job. I mean, I think he's better than Cam. I just maybe I just don't like Cam Akers that much. <laughs> okay, and yeah. I just I don't think the Rams like Cam Akers that much. I mean, and Kyron Williams is still there too. I feel like just I don't feel like Cam Akers is going to get the wealth of opportunities that he got last season because you know there just really weren't many other options, healthy options there for the Rams. All right, players who are going to take a step up. My first two are – I mean, I'm, I'll just say these two because I think they're both pretty obvious and pretty easy. One's, one's Nick Chubb. Um, that's just very simple. Like, we don't need to harp on it. Nick Chubb is going to feast this year. He's one of the best running backs I've ever seen. You know, he's running behind a good offensive line. It's going to be an improved offense. They're going to be in scoring position more. There's no cream hunt to deal with. Jerome Ford feels like a – complete kind of handcuff type of player as opposed to a complimentary piece. So uh, Nick Chubb, I mean, I, I'm taking Nick Chubb ahead of, I'm taking Nick Chubb ahead of Saquon Barkley right now and half from PPR. And I think it makes, I mean, I think it makes sense. If you just like, we talked about the scoring distributions earlier for the wide receivers, Nick Chubb, he's had a better scoring distribution over the last two healthy seasons than Saquon Barkley has. I mean, in PPR, it's about the same. They both had stand. They, they both had PPR games of plus of twenty five points or more, twelve point nine percent of the time. But if you just look at standard and half point PPR, Nick Chubb just murders this dude as far as his monster games over twenty points at twenty five point eight one percent of the time. Saquon only at twelve point nine percent of the time, and Saquon busts at twenty nine percent of the time, whereas Nick Chubb busts at nineteen percent of the time. I feel like in full PPR leagues, maybe we don't see that much of a of an advantage for a Chubb. No, I mean I but right, but I'm I'm talking I'm mainly talking about the underdog setup right now, which is half point PPR and you know what I'm saying? No no bonuses or anything like that. It's just half point PPR. Maybe when I make the PPR cheat sheet I'll rethink it about Saquon and Chubb. But Chubb has been good, man, and, and we have to factor in the extra, the extra volume. He's he's going to take a step forward. Um, my other one was Miles Sanders. He's just got to take a step forward, right? He's getting paid like a lead feature back. They have nobody else there who they really care about. They they're 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 committed to him. Bryce Young, the new rookie quarterback, we've we talked about it all before, right? We've seen him dump it off to Jameer Gibbs time and time and time again. He reminds so many people of Drew Brees. What are these short quarterbacks who look like Drew Brees do? They dump it off to quarter. They dump off the quarterback dumps to the running backs in the passing game. Um, I just think that, you know, now I can mention DJ Chark is hurt. He's not getting he's, he's not getting much run with the with with the with the starters right now. I just I mean, and I think an old Adam Thielen and Terrace Marshall and Do they want to be the number one. And Jonathan Mingo. I mean, you can you can paint yourself a story that's a pretty nice kind of Hayden Hurst, who's also not practicing right now. Um, you can paint yourself a story that that's like kind of a pretty good surrounding cast, but it's not, I mean, it's kind of not that good. You know, it's kind of not that good. So Miles Sanders is another guy that it, I think he's going to step up. I'll just go through mine here, then you can just go through yours. Um, Kadarius Tony, And I'm only saying that. That was one of mine. Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that because the, the, 
Chiefs beat is legit talking about him like he's the number one. Well, and I mean, look at their roster. I mean, it seems like the obvious choice. Yeah, well, they're just saying like, who do the Chiefs have behind uh, Kadarius Tony, MVS, and Sky Moore? You know, and they're just like, well, is it Rasheed Rice who's going to step up to the fourth row? They even asked Patrick Mahomes at his availability who's stepping up as that number four guy. It's, it's like it's like a complete thing. It's like it's the complete narrative. Like the like the talking points have gone out, and that's it. Kadarius is the, they think he's their number one wide wide receiver. So if he can stay healthy, we know that the sky's the limit for him um, in the in the Chiefs' offense. And where where's where's that ADP right now? That feels like it's been creeping up a creeping up a good bit too. He's going um, Kadarius. So he's going at seventy point one. Wow, we should be getting more Kadarius. I should be getting yeah, let's more, get more exposure to him. So hold on. So do you like him more than – well, I mean, do you like him more than Jordan Addison, Tyler Lockett, Mike Evans? I mean, is that the point we need to just get Kadarius above those guys? Um, maybe more than Lockett and you say Mike Evans? Yeah. I'd it's say tough. he's – yeah, I'd say he's he's I'd say he's right there, he's right in there. I mean, but certainly, I mean, we're not going to have like a Pickens or anybody ahead of him, mm-hmm. right? Not a none of that stuff. Um, okay. Oh, and then just one other thing I want to say. I was I was listening to uh, Doctor David Chow. We we always talk about him. I was listening to the Pro Football Doc podcast earlier. He talked about a guy who he's higher on than the most to take a step forward. Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> Compared to last season, yes. He did. He he just he just said, "Look, he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be healthy. He's 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 gonna be one one hundred percent OBJ." So if you're into that kind of thing, maybe he could take a big step forward. I just I I'm hands off that offense. Well, as far as pass catchers go, outside of Mark Andrews, it's right hard. Now. All right, who's taking a step forward for you? For me, it's one is uh, Jamison Williams, but he's out for six games. I mean, he's still going to take a step up from where he was. Yeah, I guess he was out for more than six games last year. <laughs> I mean, and like, I think we, I think he comes in and he's healthy. I think he's, I think he's, he's the awesome. number one receiver on that team. He's well, awesome. I mean, I think I think Amon Ross St. Brown is still going to be the number one receiver. This is the pure volume yeah, target. But he's not. He's not a field stretcher. He's. I mean, I don't think he's that. He wasn't a first round pick. I mean, yeah, like, I don't think he's going to be as much of a threat in the red zone. I think when Jamison Williams gets in there, it's, it's going to be all systems go for Williams this season. Another guy I think is going to improve on his season last year is Van Jefferson for the Very Rams. obviously. A pro's pro, coach's son, technique out the wazoo. Now with the number two wide receiver in an offense where teams really have to do a lot of weird shit to defend Cooper Cup out of the slot, right? If, he, you know, if he's playing outside, that's going to open some things up for him. Yeah, and I have one more guy, and that's uh, Damian Harris in in Buffalo. Be, it'd be hard not to take a step forward from from. It'd be hard not to take a step forward, man. Like he hasn't he hasn't been as good as we had hoped coming out. Well, I just don't, and you know, I think he's been mired in injury. I think when he's been healthy, he's been pretty good. It's just like you know, he was splitting time with uh, Ramondre Stevenson. But I I think when he's been healthy, he's been solid. It's certainly a better certainly a better offense, you yeah. know, I mean, it's certainly better quarterback, better offense, all that stuff. So if you're, 
if you're on the clock trash man and you're having to make the choice between Damian Harris and Antonio Gibson, which one are you taking? In a PPR, full PPR, Antonio Gibson. Half point PPR, I'm taking Harris. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.